of not being a family but being a sports team. I don't believe that uh, I can hire a lot of executors, which are literally hands-on people who would get dirty tasks. How do you fit your team culture if you don't have someone like a messy with you? Hi everyone, welcome to the Synapse Pod. I'm Chirag Kapil. This is Paras. Avinash. Ayush, Malik and Saraj, all your best Synapse people with you here today. Uh, we have some interesting topics to talk about and uh, and a lot has been going on in the world. <laughs> we, we all know that. So, like the crypto crash, I think we have quite extensively covered that in our last pod. But today, uh, I, I thought we will start off with something very interesting. Uh, companies, uh, in the sense that with all the market crashes happening and a lot of layoffs happening. Uh, what do you guys think uh, to start off with? And I'll keep it light. Uh, requires a kind of how, how should companies approach such a hard time in terms of layoffs with respect to culture or termination? And what kind of a culture would would if you were building a company, which many of us are, uh, would would suggest? And what would be the key non-negotiables? If we can talk about uh, which, which you would definitely put inside your cultural playbook, which which would define everything in your own. So, what? How do you how do you see that happening, uh, Paris? Why don't you? Why don't you? <laughs> it's okay. So, see, if I have to talk about the kind of culture one should build, or I think it's a very crucial topic. What kind of cultures you want to build in your company? Because mostly cultures are reflection of founders at a lot of times mm-hmm. and how they see the entity operating as a beast in itself. So if I have to talk about probably the one thing which I have taken from Netflix's book culture, I've read a book, No Rules Rules, that was written about about their company culture. The one thing which really really hit me was can you inculcate the feeling in your team? of not being a family, but being a sports team. So a lot of times, founders make this aura in the company or this mode in the company that, that, oh, we are a family, you know, we have to stick together, we have to go through thick and thin together, or, you know, we have to be best friends, we we love each other, this is a family, we will win the world together. The problem with this is, a lot of times you can't be honest to family. You can't, remove underperformers from the family, which is very important for a company to happen. So a good parallel that a company should look at should probably be a sports team, where just mere playing in the 11 in the sports team is a privilege. And even if you go out of the team, that's completely okay because that's for the team to win. You have to go out so someone better can come. I think if in the cultures, in the companies that I'm building, if I'm able to get everyone on the same page that this is like a sports team, this is not a family and everyone takes this very positively and eventually feels that just being in the team is a privilege and even if I have to go out someday, it's good because the team probably will win. Because let, Let's say if Dhoni gets retired and moves out of the Indian team, he's not sad about it. 
because the team has to now move on to another press or team to keep telling in the future. So that's very cool, right? So that's probably yeah, that's right. ंग the point of putting someone at a place when you still have to be uh, concerned about each and every move right rather i want to hire people to take things off my back and a better person can do it right so i'm a big fan of doing like a monthly analysis on things because you have to give people room as well to try out things and come back with failure so this was amazing i Heard, I read, and a lot of books actually that how comfortable you are talking about failures. So every week on week, if we are having a meeting and we are comfortable enough among each other to yes accept that yes we did failed in this, but what did you learn from that failure? Then it becomes very comfortable, right? In a way that you don't shy away from sharing the reality of things. So we like monthly analysis, weekly. Know, kind of coming up that what happened, and just giving them the ownership that just do your job, do what you think is right, and yeah, then you have to evaluate. But of course, not a family for sure, more like a sports team. So don't you think so? Like uh, just not monthly and weekly or one way, but what I've seen in a lot of companies, and we we do the same in ours is we do a lot of daily stand-ups, which keeps a which keeps the whole team on their toes with respect to what is the task that is to be achieved and and what is the progress because. You don't. There's an inherent fear that I don't want to say nothing in my tomorrow's scandal, right? And people would judge me, and it's a public forum. So I think I will answer this. Uh, at least the culture that we are trying to build. If they are doing nothing, there has to be a reason behind it. And if they can justify the reason that hey, my previous task was left, and I still want to complete that, or it's a creative task that needs a little bit more bandwidth. That could be building an ad out, right? Like or building a brand guidelines out. It could be any creative task, and necessarily a lot of founders do that. But sometimes founders don't do that, or founders come from a very tech background and need someone else to do a creative task. And it could also happen on the coding. Like it could be in different fields, and you're thinking of the architecture, and it takes couple of days to do a particular task. And they say, hey, I'm just following up on my previous task, and that's absolutely fine because you don't have to be on their toes at each day. Asking because if you are thinking for them, you are not thinking for yourself. I mean, how many decisions can you take in a decision? Like in a, and if you have a team of say ten people, can you think for each of them individually what their day will look like? That would be a hell of a task. So does that mean like you you support daily startups? However, just in case people don't have anything to concretely share what they've done done the day before, it's fine. It's not about to check on the day before. We are not teachers. That is based on the OKRs that we follow in each and every company. We look at the OKRs on a weekly basis. What they have achieved. The daily stand-up is to figure out: is there a collaboration that needs to take place? Is there an add-on that someone else can add on and build someone else out? Can things move faster or quicker? Is the reason for a daily stand-up. The daily stand-up is not meant to be done in a manner where it's like, oh, I have to send emails out to my customers. That's not daily stand-up. 
that's your work. You want to do your work to achieve yeah. uh, to achieve a higher NPS if you're on a customer support team. Yeah. So daily stand-up is when you figure out what collaboratively you can do or what's the major task that you want to achieve by doing certain things. It could be repetitive. Uh, if a game is being built out, it takes a week to build out a game. You say, hey, I'm still building the previous game. I'm still designing the previous levels of the game. Just for the audience, since the term OKR was mentioned, OKR is Objectives and Key Results. It's a beautiful framework by John Dewar and you guys can definitely check it out. There's a whole big ass book on it, which essentially gives a team a framework to achieve certain objectives and figure out the hows to do it in a quarterly kind of a framework. But that's, that's something which we also follow. Uh, I think it's become more of a standard norm across all VC backed startups these days or I've personally dropped it. Really? Yeah. It, is, oh. it is a bit complicated and everyone has a different recipe of what does actually. It's a like bit we were talking about that day. Absolutely. Not to one person, one method. Just let them do it. So you don't put the growth equation yeah. kind of a Yeah, so I'm saying if like you just said growth equation, if the company has an objective to achieve and it can be mathematically represented into an equation of let's say x number of variables then every team member should know what variable in that equation they are yeah. and they should be only focused on that one variable this is the ideal step what we have tried to do recently i would say in the past three four months is that make sure that every person knows their metric and that metric is always relevant and even in daily startups, they are talking about how can they move towards that metric faster, or have they moved in recent past anywhere closer? So you are. It not just brings in the brings in a lot more context than I think what OKRs do, at least for us. So you have shifted to a very micro kind of a way where you are checking daily, but you are not looking at me, we move this in quarter. I'm not checking daily, I would say. But that's like a stand-up, okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so you're not giving it a broad form like three months, three months or two months or one month. Okay. I'll, I'll probably more focus on what are you moving, what needle are you moving? Right. What's your metric? I want to do one thing. One thing happened recently with me. So I was interviewing a person and loved that interview, the question that he asked me. He said, how do you think I will add, how will I grow your company? After hiring me, and this was a question, I don't know where did he pick that up. <laughs> but that made me pause for a minute. And then I said three points that kept out of my mind of how he's going to help me grow the company. And that was a fantastic question he asked me. And like adding to that question, I remembered what Paras used to say, that always ask yourself, always ask your team, what is stopping you to go from X to the next? Yeah. yeah. I think Paras, that thing I tried this week with two of your employees, it worked like magic. Mm-hmm. Because then they were telling me those things that were not sharing before. Telling or maybe, yeah, yeah. Telling, like maybe they were not thinking about it in that way before. Or they knew but they were not comfortable sharing. I don't know what happened. But then they told me a few points which were so trivial in their blockage. And it was removed like anything. Like I was like, wow, this happened with the non moderate thing. That, yeah, there was a very recent uh, thing about culture, thing about culture that I read recently. Uh, there's a difference between people who built PayPal versus people who built or bought it Google. A lot of companies have actually come out of PayPal, but not a lot of companies or successful companies have come out of Google. Yeah. Because a person who works in Google 
shared that after gaining a lot of success suddenly google started hiring execution people at execution level they started hiring perfect managers instead of thinkers mm. which were not having brutal conversations about what else to be done what else can be done which was not the case with people people was not hiring managers they were hiring thinkers they were hiring disruptors mm. and that was the kind of a culture that people people nurtured which was missing in google so that's why a lot of people we know have gone complacent to actually adding to that this was again all in podcast yeah. that i heard and there one of the paypal members said that we could not hire people initially so we used to hire our friends and with our friends we were so open to talk that they used to be like blunt honest about yeah. things yeah. so in a way it helped uh, because there was no inhibitions of what to say what not to say and that worked for them plus they could see success in front of them and that led them to make their own companies in the future i mean i don't believe that uh, a metric should define a person's life in a company because then you'll again keep hiring good managers yeah you'll not you'll end up having good managers and not good thinkers yeah which is which i don't think that it's it's like a spanned out very horizontally like i can hire a lot of executors which are literally hands on people who would get dirty to tasks Versus, I can hire managers who would manage these executors and make sure that the supply lines run on time. And in both of them, I can add the top sprinkle of thinking, right? Which is essentially the cultural mix that I build a culture in which thinking is promoted and not inhibited, where people have the opportunity to speak, speak up their mind. and have the opportunity to collaborate and and irrespective of the designation or the ranking in the hierarchy of a company they can they, they can put in ideas and that's where the yes and kind of an attitude comes in where when you're ideating yeah uh, adding to other people's thoughts and processes i just don't know and, and that's a question for all of you if i would just get thinkers or academicians how would how would that kind of a culture pan is something which is going to build on i used to state in my opinion like the culture uh, i i strongly feel that the culture of a company also kind of evolves along with the journey that the company is taking that's one thing second is obviously it also largely depends on the industry in which the company is operating right so i think most of us because we are specifically inclined towards it companies or working in you know tech companies so that's where our vision of a, a culture comes from and even in a tech company any tech company the journey right at the start let's say when the person is starting uh, any culture kind of also depends on the kind of people you are hiring right and at different journey points in the company's uh, you know life span you need different kind of skill sets from the people that will help you grow from there to the next step so in the initial phases i think the culture has to be something of where uh some things will obviously remain as uh, you know as a constant like in initial phases what will come in as is people who are very hard working so you have to value people who are putting in more time and effort with you are acting as loyalists with you you will have to give them the freedom to make mistakes execute zero to one with you and you will have to have a culture where you have their hand on their back that hey no matter whatever happens whether the results come out or not i'm standing by your side right that is the culture with which it starts now once you let's say move progress and you raise some money right at that point in time you have the ability to hire smarter people right 
but there are people in the company who have already gained a lot of experience implementing different things and now you are getting outside folks but who have more knowledge into specific domains in which they will be operating. So at that point in time your culture has to be such that it can incorporate difference in opinions and it can value different opinions at the same time. As you move further right, that is where the point comes in where let's say a Google kind of picture comes in where you will rather need people who can make maximum use of the leverage that they have in hand because when you have cash in hand in bank when you have people right available to you then you need the kind of people who can make use of those leverage and then you need people who can set out processes right so the culture of the company also needs to move in a direction where you value at that point in time processes being set up set up uh, how the inter department communications how can they be streamlined obviously there will be some course in the uh, culture that will always remain like for example if I was to set up a company I would always value freedom of thought for different like you were mentioning right yeah. everyone should have a free thought should be allowed to kind of speak their mind and that is how people also evolve once they speak their mind you debate with them about the ideas they also evolve in their personal growth journey right so few things remain constant some I believe will vary as the company also progresses. So, Sarnash I have a question that you said that the, the people who are in the initially in the core team they might not grow as fast as the company right and when the company is at the stage when they hire experts or women experts they are tend to be more smarter than the people who are already there absolutely so at that stage and this same happens with the company's founder as well yeah sometimes the ceo has to replace because he's not apt for the team yeah. so in that way should we be valuing those people who put it their heart and soul or should we follow the paras strategy of a team and what's right for the team at that point of time absolutely what paras suggested right so the end goal has to be that the company has to move from 1 to 2. Now you have to realize what are the strength of the current people on the org, which people are fitting into that structure of taking you from 1 to 2. If you feel that you know someone's skills have expired and they won't be able to mature to take the company from 1 to 2, you have to go. Actually I have realized that I think it's either the company who will outgrow people or the people who outgrow company. Absolutely. So most of the employees actually stay for 18 months. That's like 18 to 24 months. So you have to make sure that the company's growth and their growth at that point of time is the same. And if it's not the same, you have to fire fast. Fire fast and fire fast is something which as a tech entrepreneur you have to look at. But realize that how it's important. But coming back to the culture point, I think I uh, I will add to what Paris said. Because this is an article which I wrote when, back in 2016. And I think this is my only article which I've written on LinkedIn. Is about the fact that uh, I was inspired that day from like my I support Liverpool and all my friends know it. But you will never walk alone is the anthem, right? Like and how you kind of work in that team environment and that got inspired over the period of time. I'm gonna relate Bill Campbell's story. And I can relate with what what we have. Most of the team, if you relate with the football club and let me explain, don't have a messy or a one. If you have a Messi or a Ronaldo who can, you know, over the past 10 years can score like 50 goals every season, then you have got something extremely special and you build dreams around them. But even then they start to age and you have to manage their time and how they are going to play and how everything else is happening. Otherwise you're going to have pieces in the box who will perform the right way. They are smart enough to understand how it functions and how it works. And they can change the piece as it when it moves. And that's the reason why you know, like the our current manager, Jürgen Klopp. The reason I kind of liked him from the Dortmund days is the way he kind of moved his pieces around with the clocks. Mm -hmm. And how do you get that best out of each person you play with? And this and it's happened so many times. And I can still say that it happens with us. 
like almost any player who leaves Liverpool or any player who left Dortmund, other than Lewandowski being an exception, uh, everyone who left did never perform to the levels which at Dortmund they performed. Because it was the team that was performing and not that individual player. Yeah. The individual was not about the team. So the, it was about the team and the way, way they played that it mattered that how he played. He moved out of the system. I think Shinji Kawagawa moved to United under Alex Ferguson. He didn't perform well. There was Nuri Sain who moved to Real Madrid, went back, couldn't perform well. Oje went to Bayern, again couldn't perform well. It's been more and more. And then we had the same with us. Coutinho went to Barcelona, didn't perform well. We had Vinaldum who went to PSG, couldn't perform well. It's basically how do you fit your team culture if you don't have someone like a Messi with you. Yeah, this, this gives me a lot, lots of thoughts on game theory and John Nash. But uh, what, what I also understand is not only your team culture, Unless you give your individual employees or sportsmen a directional autonomy. And when I say directional autonomy, I do not mean an autonomy which is not guarded from outside. Or haywire. I mean a very targeted targeted directional autonomy to a person with respect to the kind of goals of the organization, the goals of the founders. And giving them the full freedom to operate inside a certain area where they are able to creatively think and create magic, right? And of course, you give enough time and have enough patience as a founder where you are able to see those results uh, and, and run frugally, of course, before you are able to scale up. So I, I feel that is also a very, very important aspect and that is something which I hold very core to my own belief. Uh, of directional autonomy for all my viewers. Absolutely. That's quite fair. So, perfect. Uh, any other points, anyone, with respect to culture addition? Anything about costs? How would you cut down costs of your team? Would you give a, the similar autonomy to your employees with respect to spending, board, uh, managing their own financing, treating them like adults or like children? You are giving pocket money to every single month with respect to departmental budgets. How would you How would you look at that? We recently hired a, an intern. I tell this was an anecdote. A 19-year-old intern is working to do partnerships with influencers. And uh, it's probably second or third day into the internship. I told him you have a budget of $1,500. Now these are your casino chips. You have to play the casino chips. If you go to a casino with casino chips and you don't play, you'll come back with the same money, but what's the point? Fun is in playing the casino chips to a point where you maximize your returns by playing. Yeah. Right? That's at least $1,500 worth of casino chips. Use them wisely. Use them fluidly. But use them. And then move towards your metric faster. The intern who is 19 year old is of course super duper intimidated about it because he is on a stipend probably three times the rupee value of that 1500 that we are talking about. Very nominal stipend he's at. And suddenly he's given a budget of $1500 which which triggers a lot of emotions I think in him. And uh, has a rough start, 3-4 days but then takes some feedback from him and around 20th day of the month or so not utilized the entire 1500, surpassed the metric. Mm. Now, his case 
the game. Now this might not happen every time. Right? <laughs> this might be beginner's luck also. But what I realized in the whole exercise is that people do become adults once you start treating them like adults. You don't have to be an adult to be treated like an adult. I'm saying treat like an adult and the person will become an adult. Right. So, so I think that's what worked out really well very recently. So, yeah, even for kids. If you treat them like adults, they respond in that manner. If you coddle them, they don't. So it depends on how you treat them, is the way they will speak with you. If you start treating most of the kids you meet as adults, they will speak with you for hours because they feel respected and their voice is being heard. I kind of uh, really took up one point from you, which is uh, primarily that you gave him a budget, right? You gave him an outer limit that is of his expense. I think uh, as humans, when we think about cost, right? We are able to plan it better when we have given a we are when we are given a fixed limit to fixed resources. If we think that you know there is it's an unlimited kind of a tap and I am not given any limit, then we would go on probably spend on things and do, not even kind of consider what we are spending on or keep in the back of the mind how the burn is happening, right? But if we keep if we have a upper margin that this is what we are cooperating, then is when you kind of go and then you start thinking whether this is the best. Like, like you said, in casino, right? Is this the best bet that I would want to place with my money at this stage? So, uh, depending on the level of the person in the company, you have to take that call whether you want to give that person a budget, whether you want to give that person the flexibility to, you know, you uh, think that you know they can think through and kind of uh, use it to the best of the company's use case. So, I think that is how I would preferably kind of have a look at that. I think not only that, like, as soon as you as soon as you give a certain kind of a budget, right? You need from the management or their manager or their leader very candid fed feedback system where you're doing things, you're experimenting, you have that anonymity, but you know that there is a hand on your back who will show you the right direction as soon as you move to the day by day. I think that candid feedback without the fear of talking to your manager is the most important. Because as soon as as soon as people start to fear their manager, they will not spend. They will the, the whole dynamic shifts, right? You're not thinking about the company, you're thinking about your own ass saving. As soon as the whole company or majority of the company shifts to that kind of an attitude, suddenly progress goes out of the box. Then everyone is just trying to do progress to save their own ass. They're not doing progress for the company. So my so my question is that this Giving budget to a certain department or certain person, how scalable is that as you grow? Because right now there are in any early stage startup, there are a couple of things they can do. That's why you have limited amount of money and then you can set budgets. Because you know this thing can be done in a certain budget. When you scale, maybe you don't know what can be achieved in a certain budget. Right. For example, it was it was a very classic case that when Walt Disney went to Disney to start a theme park, they gave him a, they gave him a budget, budget of hundred thousand dollars, which required much more than that because he believed in the vision, he believed it could work. Then he took a loan from his own, started and we know where Disney is. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, when the company grows, then this I think this budgeting system is good. So what you just said, right? Walt Disney creating Disney World, that was a zero to one moonshot. I'm sure there would be some kind of an allocation between the founders or the board for zero to one moonshots. Hey, we'll we'll allocate this amount of million dollars to it and it's then generally not there. Not much. I so doubt ever they have. 
राजू बाय थिंक आई वुड शुड मेक आई मीन दैट्स वन एनेक्डोट बट ऑन द अदर हैंड लेट्स से इफ यू लुक एट ऑन ओगिल्विया रेयरली रेयरली आई हैव सीन एन ओगिल्विया एन अवार्ड विनिंग आर्टिस्ट वुड हैव कॉस्टेड अ लॉट ऑफ मनी अ लॉट ऑफ लाइक अ लॉट ऑफ टाइम्स यू आई से दिस दैट द second second best things in the world are most expensive ones because the best ones are for free so it's not really important that you know every time it's money is the answer to i agree, i agree but if you talk about competitiveness what if so creating the also doesn't have a price yeah. doesn't have a price correct so then you cannot have a price tag to create really like make make me your award winning no you can't it has taken people with a budget of million dollars Not the ad creation, yes, the production of exactly. Actually, a lot of companies, uh, even the big company like Stripe, right? They still operate with uh, this, these constraints of budgets for different teams, right? And I'll tell you how that helps them. So, this thing to Shreyas Doshi, who kind of heads product, he used to head kind of product for Stripe, right? And uh, what he was saying is that for every company, right, if at every team's level you can achieve the goal of maximizing the ROI. That is when you kind of are performing to the your best ability for the company, right? The objective here is that you have to pick up the best set of projects and in that particular quarter or in that particular annual year. So for everything that you're picking up, you need if you can plan out a budget that really kind of helps them uh, move in a particular maximizing ROI kind of a definition. Yeah, I mean, so so on this, the problem is when you talk when you. Aligning the whole company or the whole department in every person in terms of ROI, then suddenly you start, you stop taking risky moves. Yeah. yeah. So what can go to zero? I agree. So, so you know, just to complete that, please, they have a framework of let's say sixty percent goes to the DLU, ah, thirty percent is what they call as you said, like something innovative that you think would be out of box, and ten percent is ah, you know, technical debt or something, right? So, so you bifurcate the cost in that way, but that. So that every quarter you are forced to spend at least that much in each domain, but there is still a gap. That's how they are operating. I'm not sure how how much uh, yeah. creativity is coming out of there. It's actually very important to also look at in the let's say above hundred million dollar kind of startups. On what amount of money have they allocated for innovation? Because as they say, if you don't innovate, innovation will kill you. Right? Someone else's. So and and we all know the Kodak story. How Instagram. Literally took everything away from Kodak. Should actually call a couple of. Every time I listen to this example, I think no matter how much R and D budget Kodak would have allocated, they would not not be exactly. successful. Because, <laughs> because they were going. Because they were going. Because they were never disrupting their own industry. Yeah. And they were improving the yeah. cameras. Yeah. 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 Allocating R and D would probably let them think of yeah. exactly. an app. Probably a better culture would have. And by the way, not Instagram. Okay. Because so Canon was the first digital cameras that yeah, came across. So it just makes Canon. sense to me, right? When when founders are very young, right, and the company is small, founders are creating disruptions for the industry. Now founders have and the company has grown to let's say 100 million plus scale, 500 million plus scale. Now that is a juggernaut. Like that's a mammoth. They need internal teams to kill their own innovation, and that is exactly what other founders would be doing outside. If they want to make the particular company obsolete, uh, but but, but yeah. in, the, in, in this I really think if there is a moonshot team, if there is a zero to one team internally inside a bigger bigger company, just 
move them out of that company, keep them in a different space. Yeah. Because I'm like sure. sure that a company handling PA cannot do zero. Swiggy is running and they want to start off something like Swiggy Genie or uh, Swiggy Labs, some, right? So, like, those things happen, right? So, with you, I know for Walmart, like Walmart has Walmart Labs for specific experiments. So, similarly, two companies are created. Uh, within companies or dif- which run on separate different kind of a culture which hire those kind of people which will be different from your core set of people yeah, in the true. organization so that does happen not sure what is the kind of China wall that exists I you. mean uh, I know for Walmart I don't know for Swiggy so I can't say it for it but for Walmart I know for a fact that Walmart Labs is in a different building than Walmart I know for a fact that Google X which was the uh, Larry Page Larry Page project yeah. right like he was the one who was creating new things. Even, even, even Alibaba and that uh, B2C company that Jatna created, they were done in two different buildings. Taobao. Alibaba and Taobao were created separately. Alibaba employees didn't even know about Taobao. Taobao. Yeah. <laughs> B2B and B2Cs are different culture altogether. It's like Bata yeah. and Ashwapis having yeah. different stores altogether. Right? Tata Motors and Jatna. I think yeah. Different buildings is just a manifestation of difference, different cultures. Right? You, need, you need space. You cannot run a 0 to 1 with a BAU mindset. And you cannot run BAU with a 0 to 1 mindset. It is absolutely. So, founders who are implementing multiple similar ideologies across their organization for different stages of business, it may not work out. It's crazy yeah. for a founder, though, they have to keep switching contexts. Yeah, yeah. on both sides. Yeah. That's why, maybe that's the reason why a lot of companies getting acquired by Google dies because they're in the same campus, they're part of this, they're trying to force fit themselves into the same culture. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that is another thing. A lot of companies which get acquired don't really perform. Like, I know for a fact, the reason being is the fact that, uh, as you said, no, the cultural mismatches happen. I think a lot of time people don't realize how much culture matching is extremely important for the founders and the teams to grow and foster and how quickly can they help and build things up. Yeah, yeah I would go back again to the kind of stage a particular yeah. initiative is in your all, right? If let's say if an initiative is at a certain stage and then I would look at other initiatives who, have, who are at that similar stage and what kind of a culture they have and then try to cohesively merge rather than there cannot be a vertical height difference and cultural magic. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. I, have no idea how, I have no idea how Elon Musk is switching context in that place. Then no, he, I think Elon Musk no, is he, a different. Um, no, you said he's, a, he's, an, he's alien. an alien. Yeah. He's, an alien. <laughs> he's an alien and it's a different conversation to be had. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So, I think that is it for today. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was Keeping a good short. podcast. Keeping it short and sweet, Jim. As you guys asked for it. <laughs> Perfect. So we'll we'll see all of you guys next week in the next pod. Thank you so much. Check it.